we have such a fantastic product. We have such a fantastic um, hotels, restaurants. We have people who are passionate about what they do. You know, let's work together so we can really kind of deliver that. That was Claire Bosk, the newly appointed Chief Executive of the Jersey Hospitality Association. Claire joins at a critical time for the island's hotels, restaurants, bars and clubs. Crippled by the pandemic and financially propped up by taxpayers, the industry is finally starting to find its feet, only to be hamstrung by labour shortages and the pressure that puts on existing staff. And let's not forget the island's rising population is a critical concern of many islanders, with politicians due to debate a new policy before the end of the year. And then we have the elections and a new government next summer. So it looks like Claire has a full intray, but she fortunately found the time to talk to Bailiwick Express to share her background, views and aims as the new voice of hospitality. Just to start off, for those who perhaps um, don't know your background, could you tell me a little bit about yourself, the potted history of, of, of Claire? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. So I'm, I'm French originally. I'm a sorry. You know, it's one of those things. But uh, and I fell in love with Jersey 30 years ago. Um, my, I was born in Paris and uh, my parents decided to open up a restaurant down the south of France so from probably the age of about seven I was carrying plates and I guess when you're in that industry you either love it or hate it and I just loved it I love that interaction with people I love them watching having fun enjoying food and wine and so I kind of continue that way I did my catering school in Nice um, and then I knew I needed to speak English to be a better in what I was doing in my job. So I wrote letters, hundreds of letters in those days, no emails. Um, and uh, I got contacted by a little lady who used to do a recruitment here in Jersey and found me a job as a receptionist at Le Couperon de Roselle. Do you remember Le Couperon de Roselle? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So that was my very, very first season here and I fell in love with it. Um, I did three summer season in Jersey and then I was doing ski resort in France. Those were the days, right, when you're young and you can do this. <laughs> um, and then I worked in Disney World in Florida. So again, that was a whole year in Mickey Mouse University, that whole customer experience. That was very, very first time where I really thought, wow, this mm. is what we need to do to have a thriving business. We need to look after our, our cast members. At the time, we were called cast members, but your employees, you need to have, create an experience where people feel good, they want to work here, and they give that great, amazing customer experience. So Disney was an incredible um, platform for me to continue that passion that I had within the customer experience industry. Um, and then I came back to England. I did a bit of traveling in between in Europe and came back to Jersey 21 years ago. Right. Wow. So you've been here a while. <laughs> and tell me about the work that you did in Jersey. So I actually came to Jersey to run the Sambalas Bay Hotel, which was where I did my, first, my second season. So I ran the hotel. I was a little receptionist at the time. So <laughs> mm. it was interesting. Um, and, you know... Yeah, it's Sambalas Bear Hotel is very special. You have customers who've been coming for years and years and years, and they come here because they felt at home. They felt, you know, they had their table, their rooms, their mattresses in the garden. Absolutely love that service uh, side of it. 
And then I wanted to do a bit of a change. So I decided to go to the Royal Yacht when we did a tiny little refurbishment. I don't know if you remember. Mm. <laughs> so we, uh, I was there to do the opening of the hotel and it was an incredible experience. Absolutely incredible experience. And every time I walk in the hotel, I have goosebumps because I always feel there's a bit of me still in there. <laughs> yes, I understand. Uh, very, very cherished. Um, and then I decided to go back out west and work at Lorison Hotel. Right. Uh, so part of a hand group. Uh, hand-picked group which again a completely different setup very much conference orientated a lot of the group and um, you know a structure within the hotel so I've learned a lot in terms of budgets and strategies and mm. the staff training and all those kind of things and very very much into the operation side of it so that was 12 years ago and I decided to kind of you know um it was time maybe just to do something else. So I was getting divorced at the time. My kids were six and 10. And, you know, I was kind of, uh, I needed to be around my children a little bit more as a single mom. And so I decided to set up a business. Why not? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, the business was, I realized that there was no one in Jersey actually doing mystery shopping. And so the measurement of that customer service or that customer experience, and that's how it all started. So I've used the experience from the handpicked group where we used to have mystery guests flying them over, you know, um, paying for the expenses and everything. And I thought, surely we should be able to do that locally. And after doing a bit of research, I realized we didn't. So that's how it all started with mystery shopping. And very quickly, so it was kind of seeing it from the other side of the coin. So I became a service provider to the industry, seeing it from the other side and helping them to really deliver that amazing, great customer service. Um, so very quickly grow into Pan Island, doing some work in Jersey, Guernsey, the Isle of Man, the Isle of Wight. And uh, yeah, it really grew into just mystery shopping to a lot more uh, understanding the customer journey, understanding what the customer loyalty is, training the staff. And the last few years, I've done a lot of um, keynote presentation and working more around in, in global organization and global um, association, talking and, you know, inspiring people and giving them ideas on how they can really improve their service delivery. Mm. It's quite interesting because one thing that... Uh, the, the industry at the moment is, is clearly going through a lot of change. It's going through a lot of struggle. It's garnered a lot of recruitment issues. And there are some customer service issues as well. So do you think your background there, your experience out of hospitality in that world of customer experience mm -hmm. will be of benefit now that you're leading a, an organization which speaks for hundreds and hundreds of businesses in that in that industry mm, and it's actually you know that that was the, that moment in time when in my head I realized that I could just help not only several businesses just by myself but suddenly taking it to the next level and helping hundreds of businesses and the big vision for me has always been my purpose has always been to inspire businesses to deliver amazing customer experiences so being able to be here, part of the industry, and being able to help, you know, achieving that, you know, welcoming, you know, 
visit Jersey. He has a vision of one million customers, one million tourists by 2030. We are going to be doing that. We are mm. going to be bringing that experience, delivering that experience. And this is where, you know, working together, it's going to be an amazing way to be able to, to, to get to that point where we have such a fantastic product. We have such a fantastic um, hotels, restaurants. We have people who are passionate about what they do. You know, let's work together so we can really kind of deliver that. So. It's a very interesting time to be taking mm. over the reins of the JHA, mm. isn't it? You know, we obviously have 18 months of COVID and it's no secret that many businesses are struggling to recruit, are struggling to provide enough people to provide their service. Um, what can the industry do and what can the wider government do and what can even the wider society do to ensure that when either visitors come or indeed we go out for a meal then we're getting that top um, customer experience that that you want to achieve yeah i think it's important to highlight that this has been highlighted actually because we are fully reopened and you know suddenly people are walking in a street without masks it's like almost everything's back to normal if normal is the right word but um and it, for some reason everybody kind of expect everything just to be from the click of a finger to actually um be back to that uh, level when actually businesses all of businesses are still finding their feet mm. um they have hygiene uh, issues so they've got to have higher maintenance in all sorts of you know areas to keep their hygiene and keep their customers safe their employees safe you know so all those things you know have a, an effect on the service delivery they'll have an effect with a supply chain you know if boats are slow to come they may not be enough food you know you may have all those things so it's not just a hospitality who's finding it difficult but the whole island is going to find it difficult and we need as a, an island to support that and understand that and be perhaps maybe a bit more patient, a bit more understanding, bring a bit more compassion. You know, when you are in a restaurant and it takes a little extra, extra 20 minutes, understand that, you know, there's there's a backup behind it. And that's the reason why it's not that particular waitress's fault or waiter's fault. It's everything else around it. So, yes, as, as, a, as a local going into supporting the industry it's amazing we want we need you to share some love about the hospitality industry and, and bring you know bring a little bit more patience and empathy and what about um specifically getting people into to work is there an opportunity for more locals perhaps to go into hospitality and also how if if the island is going to look outside for um, staff um, can we do that in a better way mm, yes absolutely some of the key areas that will be really kind of high up in my agenda is that recruitment part of it yes absolutely we want the young youth uh, of our new generation to really understand and have a perception remove that perception that you know hospitality it's 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 
you know, it's not for us kind of thing. It's beautiful to work in hospitality. It's amazing. You can work different shifts. You can work different time. You can, yes, you can be a waiter, but yes, you can be a marketing manager. You can be a, a financial director. You can be traveling the world. It's such a beautiful industry to work and actually have a career about it. You know, I started carrying plate at seven um, run hotels, you know, many years later. So there is a career that can be done. And so speaking to the schools, I'd love, I'm going to start doing this, you know, really inspiring them and showing them that there's more to it than just maybe the perception that what they have of it. And the parents as well, we need to bring the parents to kind of say, yes, you know, it's a great industry, go and do, you know, try it out, you know, and now you can work from the age of 14, 15, right? So, you know, you can go and do a few hours here and a few hours there. And it's just bringing some of that passion back into it. So yes, we want to have more locals, you know, kind of getting into the industry. And then we want to have the support from the government to actually bring other people on the island. So, you know, between Brexit, between the new migration policies, we need to kind of, whoa, we need to kind of make sure that we are got enough flexibility that we can bring people, not just from the common travel areas, uh, because they're having the same issues, whether mm. it's Ireland, Scotland, or you know England, they're having the same issues, right? So we need to be able to look at other areas and have that flexibility to take skills staff and bring some of those skills on the island. Can the industry ever compete on pay or will it always be perceived to be a, a low pay industry? And if that's the case, can the industry attract people on other things other than financial benefit or or is that um is that the bottom line well no i mean actually when you you know when i was working uh, in season i had my accommodation paid for i had all my foods paid for so actually what i was getting it was pure cash to mm. go to you know to go and have fun so when you're working in hotels you have got that flexibility and that again so it comes back to another problem that you have if you're bringing staff from the outside they need to have accommodation so you know as we talk about the wages and higher the wages but the rentals are that high that no one can actually rent a place so you know this they all work together you know yes we want to raise up but we can't keep raising the the rents because people can't afford them so perhaps looking at alternatives so again those are the kind of things we'll be working um, with Simon as well and with the government it's to look at properties that can actually become um, renting accommodation for staff and so instead of having empty hotels or empty old house can we just use those to actually, you know, have staff in it? It'll be better for your, for the property to have a living uh, rather than having it empty. So let's look at those kind of things. How can we work together to kind of look at other opportunities? And do you feel as though government is on side? Have you had, had positive soundings from government? They they do want to help. Um, so again, three days in the job. Uh, <laughs> We may have that conversation again in three months' time. Uh, But from what I understand from Simon, he's been um, instrumental in being that kind of uh, voice between and really kind of showing the the government that we really need their support. So I will be definitely stepping onto that foundation that he's created to be a voice and really kind of showing them that 
actually the island is so beautiful because we have got hotels, because we have restaurants, because we have tourist attractions. People come and live here on their J-cat or K-cats <laughs> because we have got such a beautiful island. If we have no hospitality industry, it's never going to be as attractive to come and live in Jersey, right? Mm. And, you know, it's the same for the financial industry. They will not have places to go out for meals and, you know, bringing their directors and having... <laughs> yeah, I understand. We, we've, we've, this week we've heard um, of some challenges um, within various venues and we've also heard the hospitality industry collectively say, you know, just be kind. You know, we, we are going through this transition from, um, from lockdown into being fully open and understandably um it's taking time for the for the engine to uh to, to power up is this something that you feel will go on for weeks months or will it perhaps be a struggle for the rest of this summer and then winter will be a time when the industry has an opportunity to take stock and rebuild Absolutely, I think you know the, the 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 fluctuation that we have anyway between summer and and winter. It's it's kind of coming to that. Although that's again that's what we want to still have a lot of local supporting the industry during those months. You know where it is quiet. So we need to ensure that the quality of service is delivered. But you know we need the staff to be safe. We need the customers to be safe. We need you know in the kitchen things to be safe as well. So you know yes. Please, people out there, <laughs> bring a bit of empathy, you know, a bit of respect to, you know, if you have got to wait a little, just understand, put yourself in their shoes as well. So it's an amazing way to actually really, you know, bring some more love into that hospitality industry and showing that you care because only together we can make things move forward. You know, it's only together, working all the bodies together, working with the government, working, you know, with the locals that we can make our industry and our islands thrive. I, I think it's probably fair to say for every one person who has a, in their own mind, a substandard experience, there's probably 20, if not more, who have an amazing experience, a fine meal out, a great, a, a great experience. There's, there's obviously, you know, there's a, a lot of good people working in the industry how, how do you hope that the yourself and the and the association can keep, keep people motivated can keep people um believing in the industry yeah and i think this is it i mean i've known so yes I've, i was running hotels 20 years ago and i've had you know i've had some incredible messages from from people you know uh, wishing me well for this new position and it, I think also being able to understand that having that hospitality background, but also having that business background, it just brings a, a, a real different mixture of the expertise that I can bring. So, you know, it's really going to be first, I need to understand where they all are. Of course, um, I, I'm, this is my, my kind of things for the next uh, few weeks anyway, to meet as many mm. members as, as we can. And then working on, you know, what their priorities and then having a plan so we can really. And again, it's it's we need to do things now. You know, I mean, it's great to look at plans for five, ten years ago, but t in ten years time, we need help now <laughs> not in 10 years time right so yes you know what are the things that we can be doing which are going to make an effect now 
for the whole island, not just the hospitality industry, because we all are interlinking with each other. And you mentioned about the um, the government assistance potentially um, identifying properties that could be staff mm. accommodation. Um, are there other areas that you feel as though um, government needs to engage more and you need to engage more with government? Yeah, so I think, well, again, you know, the, the recruitment, we mentioned it, mm. I think that migration policy is, is going to be quite, uh, we need to really kind of be aware of the implication of, you know, any changes that make things even more complicated to bring people on island. Well, that's going to happen. The population policy will be debated before the end of the year. So you'll certainly uh, got your first few months will be... Uh, <laughs> We'll be busy. Yes, and and also I'm you know I'm kind of thinking even further ahead. Obviously, June 2022 is arriving upon us very very quickly, um, and so between January and June things are going to be a bit in limbo really because no one wants to really make any decisions or do they? Um, and then who is going to be supporting the industry? You know the senators, the ministers, the deputies. Sorry. Um, we want to have we want to be electing people who are going to be supporting the industry so you know that's another big conversation we'll be having in a few months time for sure you've got your uh, your work cut out for you it sounds with some <laughs> with political lobbying and uh, and uh, getting the industry back on its feet is it's presumably that's the sort of challenge that that inspired you to uh, to put the application in mm, absolutely it was you know it was um it's it's that impact and again simon's done such a great job in funding that making that foundations now it's it's a platform where where together we can kind of move forward and bring in some ideas and trying things out and if it doesn't work we can try something else you know and but at least we're trying right so let's 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 do in things together and you know that industry Everybody wants to make it work. Everybody wants our island to be more beautiful and creating better experiences. So, you know, we can do it. We just need to work together and, you know, bring all of our passions together. Thanks to Claire Bosk for talking with me today. And thank you for listening to the Bailiwick podcast. You can find the podcast on all the usual pod places. And don't forget to like and share. The music at the beginning and end of this podcast is I Shift My Weight by Luno. Tune in next week for more.